0: You're listening to LaBeau's Life Lessons, where we believe that you can change if you truly want to. Listen and take notes from our dynamic host, LaBeau Colbert. You're sure to learn something you didn't know. Remember to follow and share this message with someone you love. Now, on to the show. Welcome everybody to LaBeau's Life Lessons so today we are continuing our series and we are going to be getting into different personality types here now remember we're not diagnosing anyone with anything and I want to emphasize how I'm I'm talking about personality types I'm not saying disorders I'm not going to use that terminology especially because for this purpose, is not necessary. Um, the main purpose is to help you to identify the issues that people are going through in your life so that you can have some insight and understanding as to why they are the way that they are, what you can expect from them, and how you should deal with them based on what's actually going on with them. Because we deal with people based on how we interpret them and not necessarily on exactly on, you know, what's actually happening. And what, does, what is the result? We basically end up um, mishandling the person and the situation, usually making it worse because we don't have any understanding or insight. But one of the things I sincerely hope we get out of this message is knowing who we're dealing with before we get involved in something we really wouldn't want to be involved with long-term or in that type of dynamic. There are certain types of people, if you really knew them, you would just keep them as a friend. It doesn't make them a bad person, but you would just keep them as a friend if you knew What their personality will turn into ultimately, or what they will reveal to you, let's say that because they're not changing, they're just revealing to you more and more as they get more comfortable. So, today we're going to talk about arrested development or Peter Pan syndrome, is the nickname. Some in men is called being a man child but in women it's just called being immature. And so we're going to talk about the signs and traits that people show us that they are emotionally stunted, emotionally immature. Why is that so important? Well, for an example, it helps us to understand if we would want to be married to someone like that or if we would want to procreate with somebody like that. How many of us have learned after procreating with someone that we have procreated with a person who is still emotionally a child themselves that never grew up and they cannot parent correctly or you know, they are not as effective as we need them to be um, because of their own issues, right? Again, I want to strongly emphasize that this doesn't make someone bad. Not to me. Sometimes we have um, characteristics that don't serve us. It's not malicious. It's not always malicious. Sometimes it's just a result or a consequence of what they've been through. And it's a nuance that they need to overcome. It's something, not every flaw is malicious. I just want to emphasize that. So I want to, okay, if I say these things and you hear, you know, it sounds familiar, don't think I'm picking on you because I'm not, that's not my intent. My intent is to educate and stop me in the middle of this when necessary so that I can clarify and keep the focus, okay, what do we do? Like, what are some action items? What, you know, because sometimes even now, I'll just get into, you know, analyzing, 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 but I want you to walk away with some solutions, okay? So with that being said, we're gonna get started. Okay, so some people said, so far what happens when a narcissist is learning about his personality um you know it all depends on the person most narcissists are they're not going to admit it right they're going to deny it at first because who wants to admit that they're self-centered that they are too self-involved that they are inconsiderate um etc etc Most of them are not going to accept this. But for those who actually have a part of themselves where their emotional intelligence and their self-awareness is kind of, you know, in a better, you know, at a better level than most, they can step back and say, okay, I do see I have this issue. There's even TikTokers who admit to being narcissists that say, I'm working on myself. Here are the things that I deal with. And I think that's very positive. Okay. All right, so I'm going to give you 32. This is still within our Red Flag series, and you can find the rest of the Red Flag series anywhere you listen to podcasts under Laboe's Life Lessons. Okay. Now I'm going to be reading your comments. I'm going to give you 32 traits of an emotionally immature person. An emotionally immature person. I'm going to, when I say traits, I'm not just going to um, you know, talk about the obvious. I'm going to talk about the little nuances that most people don't catch. And on some points, I'm going to talk about why they, they have those. All right. So Peter Pan syndrome, let me give you a little bit of insight into what that is. If you Google it, it says Peter Pan syndrome is a metaphor based on the concept of not growing up and being trapped in childhood. It is not recognized as a mental health illness. It's not recognized as a mental health illness, but it can be found in mental health illnesses, such as autism. Not everybody with autism has that, but many people with autism do have that. So that is one big insight, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to understand when you have that spouse boyfriend, girlfriend, sibling, parent who is emotionally immature, it might be that they are on the autism spectrum. And when you look up the signs and traits of autistic people, I'm also autistic, when you look up the traits of autistic people, you may find that you're reading about that loved one you have in your life, okay? Everybody displays it in different ways and we're gonna talk about some of those ways. But officially the term is known as um, arrested emotional development. And so it's when trauma impairs your ability to develop full emotional maturity. This is known as arrested psychological development. Trauma can freeze your emotional response at the age you experienced it. When you feel or act emotionally younger than your actual age, this is known as age regression. So an example of this is Michael Jackson, okay? That is a person who probably was on the spectrum. He has a lot of, a lot of signs of being on the spectrum, and he definitely showed Peter Pan syndrome, okay? He was emotionally immature, all right? Here's some questions that women typically ask when they feel like they may have someone like this in their lives. They say, what can I do with my immature husband? He behaves like a teenager. All he cares about is his looks and impressing girls and getting attention I'm pregnant. I don't feel that he can take care of me or the baby because he's such a man child, which is another street term for it. Someone else asks, "How do you t- how do I deal with an emotionally immature husband? I f- I love him, and we've been married for ten years, and I feel like I'm the only one maturing. And most of the time, m- when a man has a um, a wife who says that, sh- that she nags them all the time and she's always treating him like a child, that is your sign that that man has arrested development. And he is with the type of woman who has a mothering complex. So usually a woman, usually the oldest daughter in the family, who was made the second mother, I talked a bit about this on my TikTok today, who is made the second mother of the family, who is like the other mom in the household, usually grows up to be a mother-type figure who ends up continuing to take care of people outside of childhood. So she, at a young age, was forced by her parents to take care of the kids. She, grew, she grows up to either A, not wanting to have any kids because of that experience, and or B, she ends up being a teen mom, or C, she ends up dating a man child. Why? Because she's reenacting trauma. She didn't like the fact that she had to watch her siblings and be a built-in babysitter, but she ends up dating men who have immaturity issues anyway because that is what she's comfortable with she's used to being a mother so subconsciously she finds men who are still children mentally and she tries to mother them into maturity and it never works because these people have been traumatized themselves in childhood. And that's why, and without getting therapy, which could be, take years for them to make major breakthroughs, without getting therapy, there's no amount of mothering she can do to raise him and finish raising him. Okay? Because he never, he never, he's stuck. Wherever the trauma happened, that's where he's stuck. Now, you may say, well, um, I have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's emotionally immature, and she says she doesn't have any trauma. Nothing happened to her. Again, this is also a sign of adult autism. Sometimes it's not necessarily something that happened to them, and sometimes the event that happened to them isn't a huge event. It's not like someone was, someone died. It's not like uh, they were assaulted or anything like that. It was just systematic emotional abuse or systematic low-level or covert um, neglect. And over the years, they got traumatized from the duration of that exper- experience, you see. So let's go into those 32 traits. Y'all ready? Okay. The number one trait of an emotionally immature person that might go under the radar is, they don't like to move a lot. They like rest and they like naps. So kind of liken this to like a baby or a child who likes to take naps or sleep often. Typically, people who are emotionally immature don't like hard labor. So when you ask them to do favors, like, can you do this? Can you help me with this around the house? They complain because you're making them get up. N- and how this applies to emotionally imma- emotional immaturity, I- imagine being a mom and you have toddlers running all over the house. They're tearing down the house. He doesn't help. Not necessarily because he thinks it's a woman's job, but maybe because he doesn't want to get up. A lot of times these people are called lazy because they don't like to ex- exert a lot of energy. <laughs> somebody, somebody thinks I'm calling them uh, POS because they don't like to get up. No, st- keep, stay on, keep listening. Number two. They often pull at their clothing, okay? You might say, how is this a sign of emotional immaturity? Because people who are emotionally immature tend to, but not always, tend to be overweight or obese. And so they're often pulling at their clothes because they're trying to hide themselves, they always have to adjust their clothes because they're uncomfortable, which is another sign. They're uncomfortable in their clothes, and it's almost, it's it's like a psychological sign of insecurity, right? So it's an it's a outward expression of insecurity. So they're trying to cover. You notice that a lot of people who are overweight or obese, they're always pulling their shirt down or pulling their pants up, right? That is a covert sign. Remember, I'm not giving you the medical signs today. I'm going to give you, or the scientific signs. I want to give you signs that you'll see on a daily basis that the layperson can can recognize. Okay? Now, this person says they like a lot of rest, but it's because they work 12-hour shifts. Well, then I'm not talking about you. If that's the case, if you like to rest because you work long hours, this is not, that's, that's not something that applies to you. But like I said, hang on because maybe I'm still talking about you. Number three out of the 32 signs you're with someone who's emotionally immature is that they usually struggle financially. It's part of the disordered thinking, okay, Where you have emotionally immature people, you're going to have people making immature decisions with money. That's an easy one, right? You're welcome, you're welcome. Um, Number four, they tend to prefer cheap clothing, okay? They tend to prefer cheap clothing, and he, how is that a sign of of emotional immaturity? Because they don't value quality, they don't see the purpose of quality, so they buy a lot of cheap stuff, even though it breaks quickly or goes bad quickly. They like to buy cheap stuff because they don't believe investing in money with money. See, a lot of when on a per, when a person is emotionally immature, they usually buy for pleasure or necessity, so. It takes an emotionally mature person to see the value of buying quality over quantity, right? But emotionally immature people don't think long-term. They don't think, I need to get a quality jacket so that I'll stay warm in the winter and I can have that same jacket for the next five years because it's going to save money. And because of the quality, I know that it's going to really keep me warm. Instead, they'll go buy a $20 jacket from Walmart, It won't keep them warm, and it won't last but two years, but it's because they don't see the purpose in thinking long-term. You see that? Instead of buying clothing that stays in style, that they can mix and match and use long-term, they buy trendy stuff. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. Okay? Um. So you see how all this ties in, these little things tie into emotional immaturity? Okay, let's keep going. One second. I'm gonna just make the font a little bit bigger. Oh, I have a lot and you're gonna you're gonna see the light today. You're gonna see the light today. Number five, they love to wear baggy clothes and stretchable clothes. Again, this is in the case that you're with the emotionally immature person who doesn't take care of their, self, their body. This person does, eats for pleasure only, so they have a childlike uh, palate. They don't eat vegetables, adult foods. They, they eat children's food. And for that reason, a lot of times they tend to be overweight. So they like to wear baggy clothes because it's much more comfortable. This all ties in to being uh, a person who doesn't think towards the future. Number six, they don't take things seriously. They often make jokes. They're very childish when I say childish, I don't mean childlike, but childish, there's a difference. They're easily amused. They love amusement. They also get along well with children. Now you might say, oh, you're saying if you get along well with children, you're immature. No, that's not what I'm saying. Listen, listen, listen. L- take all of these things, what I'm saying, and, and, it, and it put it together. Yeah. Some and those, okay. So the guy who's commenting earlier, he says, "I do like gar- I do eat garbage food though." All right, I won't lie. Yes, the message today someone's asking is we're talking about Peter Pan syndrome, arrested development, A.K.A. man child, basically, or or woman child. We're talking about people who are emotionally stunted, okay, who never really grew up, and why and how to deal with it. But this person loves amusement. They love doing kiddish things. They like doing childish things. Okay? That's how they have fun. Not all of it is bad, okay, guys? I want strongly, I'm going to keep saying that because people are coming in and I want to keep telling you I'm not calling these people bad and not all of these traits are bad. Some of these people have um, childish traits types of tendencies or childish types of hobbies but hey i rather they l- watch anime all day than going smoking and drinking all day i'd rather this person like collecting toys than um doing drugs do you get what i mean like it's 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 a good trade-off some of it Right. Because if everybody has different ways that they express their emotional trauma in there, you can go one way or the other, you know? And so, you know, some of, some of these options aren't that bad. Somebody said, woo, I'm right on time. Um, someone said if you don't care about or take yourself seriously how are you going to treat someone else that's true but see again they don't think on that level Mhm somebody said or collecting women yeah that's another good point someone said connecting with the inner child is different uh huh Someone says when I'm passionate about something, I go all in—makeup, crafting, journaling. Yeah, these are all good outlets, right? Well, he. Somebody said, "Where do you get all of this material?" I, I read, I read, I read. I used to be a therapist, but I've been reading on this topic since I was in junior high school. It's just always been—it's been a lifelong obsession for me. Okay. Also I love I'm I'm a philosophic thinker. I like watching people and observing and analyzing people. Okay. Okay, so uh let's see number 7. They don't complain much about their personal problems or they can complain a lot. It depends on their the the comorbid types of issues they're dealing with. Like I've met some people who are emotionally immature and they complain a lot because they also have a victim's complex. But the type of person I'm talking about today doesn't complain a lot because number one, they fail to take issue with a lot of real problems in their life. They don't like beefing with people because it takes too much energy. So they don't waste their time on complaining about many things because, which, you know, is, is good in a way, but it's usually because they can't see it or they really don't see how bad it really is. Like, they're not complaining. Like, this is, the immature person is also the person that will sit in a bad situation for a long time because they don't know where it's going to take them. They don't see that far down the line. So they're sitting and sitting, waiting and waiting. They may not like the situation, but they don't see, you know, how bad it can actually get. And if you're an emotionally mature person and you're with somebody, you're married to somebody, specific, specifically if you're married to somebody like this and you're trying to warn them, hey, you know, we got to get out of this situation or hey, I don't, you know, I don't think this is good for the kids or something like that or this is going to end up badly for us and they're like, oh, I don't think it's really that bad because they're immature when I tell you, you got, a, you got a problem. You have a major problem. Someone said, are there solutions to this type of problem? Yes, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. I'm not a therapist anymore because, um, I learned personally, I learned that I'd rather help people from afar because I get too intermingled. I got too intermingled with the, with my clients. I got too emotionally invested in them. And I also, um... I don't like being that close to people because they attach themselves to me. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't know is therapists usually have to deal with people being obsessed with them or falling in love with them, and it's a real thing. There is a very thin line, and you can get in trouble with that. And as a woman... It's not always good or, and or safe for us to be therapists, especially toward, you know, men, dealing with men. So that's a couple of the reasons why I'm not doing that. I'd rather write books and do this than deal with people one-on-one. Okay, another thing is, number eight, they hate arguments and they don't like disagreeing don't like disagreeing. They hate confrontation. So they hate when you nag them, even if you're right, even when you're trying to help them. They don't want you talking to them like they're a child. Don't be their therapist. Don't be their mom. But they act like they need a mom. They need some help. You know? But they don't like you treating them like that, even though they keep doing the same things over and over again. So... If you're in a relationship or co-parenting, oh my gosh, if you're co-parenting with an immature person, everything's going to turn into an argument because they don't take things seriously and they don't like to really hash something out. So you try to bring up stuff, they're like, why are you starting with me? Why are you fighting with me? Why are you picking with me now? Someone asks, do they fall in love with you because you listen to them? Bingo. That's one of the things. You listen to them. Some of these people, I tell you, I don't know how they survive. I've talked to people who have gone through so much in life, and they have not one person that's on their side that can help them. So when you're listening to them, they interpret that as romantic love in some instances based on you know their issues. Someone asked, why does this type of person not grow up emotionally? They don't grow up emotionally because, you know, I haven't read anything that uh, necessarily explains why. Um, All we know is that for some reason they get traumatized and it makes them mature faster than other kids because they have to deal with adult stuff in childhood but it also comes back later on and bites them in the butt because now they can't adult because now the kid never got to finish their childhood so they just they're they're frozen in that state of mind and It's so hard, y'all. It's so hard. Especially if it's your mom or your dad. You will never get that parent from them. Do you get what I mean? They're going to act like your sibling. They're going to act like your, you know, your sibling or your child. And all you want is a mom or a dad, somebody that will say the right things that will be mature, someone you can go to for advice about life, and they can't be that for you. But I always tell people your life is like a garden, everything in the garden has value, but you get to decide what is in the front and what's in the back. You decide, you cannot get mad at the apple from, for not being the orange. Your mom doesn't lose value just because she's immature. She's not the person that you need to go to for mature issues. And I'm not, I'm talking about men and women today. I'm not focusing on men. I'm just... Someone asked, how do you get through parental trauma? Well, there's a very great book called... Um, it Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. It's hot right now. It's hot. It's also, um, another book that we're studying in my book, about to start studying in my book club called um, The Brain That Changes it's Itself is it's by uh, Dr. Norman Dodge. It's about neuroscience. Anyway, in the book, It Didn't Start With You they will help walk you through how to forgive your parents, how to reframe the way you look at them, how to rebuild a relationship at a certain level if you can, but if not, how you can release them from being the person you need them to be. Someone said, my parents are immature as heck. And you know what happens when you have immature parents? You end up having to be an adult in childhood, and guess what happens? It stunts your growth. Someone said, My kids had to deal with that. I had to adult early. Someone says, How do you join the book club? Go to laboslifelessons.com and click engage and um, fill out the email, and then I'll um, message you. All right. Number nine. Some, some people who are emotionally immature live to eat. They love snacking, just like a child does. They're always looking for, where's the food line? Where's the line? (laughs) Where's the line to eat, right? Okay, because one of the things is because when you're a child, you aren't thinking like a philosopher and, and meditating on the complexities of life. Most of the time, you're thinking about, it's hot, it's cold, I'm bored, I want to eat, I'm hungry, what are we eating? You're, you're all about flesh. You're all about flesh, pleasing flesh. You know, emotionally mature people are not like, um, they are not little dictators walking around saying, feed me. Okay, if you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. But people who are emotionally are emotionally immature again tend to be a little overweight, if not obese, and they love to eat. Okay, they live to eat. Their life primarily revolves around their stomach. When you texting your girlfriend and you're saying, um, "Hi, how's your day?" and uh, they respond back with, "Did you cook? Did you cook yet? What did you cook?" I'm hungry. Like, they didn't even see your text asking them how they was doing. No hello, no nothing. I'm hungry. What, you Go get me something to eat. Bring me something to eat. Okay. Number 10, they tend to have a shorter lifespan because of those things I just mentioned. They usually end up with diabetes, high blood pressure. All of that stuff is going to come early to them in life. They hate to work out. Okay, Because they love gratifying themselves. Working out, again, that's work. That's hard labor. What kid wants to do that? They don't want to go to the gym. They love overeating and under-exercising, but oversleeping. Overeating, under-exercising, oversleeping. What does that lead to? Diabetes. You can't eat like a 12-year-old for the rest of your life. Okay. And the thing about it is for me, you're seeing mama, daddy, uncle, aunt die an early death, and you're still sitting there thinking it's not going to happen to you. But you still get, you know, fast food all day, every day. Won't cook for yourself. Won't get on a meal plan. Won't go to the gym. It's time to wake up before it's too late. Number 11, they were often bullied and made fun of in childhood. Bullied and made fun of. Now, again, remember we're going back to why the person became emotionally immature in the first place. If they are emotionally immature, it means that they were traumatized in childhood. Now, it may have not been that they had issue with mom and dad. It could have been at the school. A lot of times it was because they were poor. Went to school, got bullied. They were overweight, went to school, got bullied. They had whatever type of issue. Went to school, got bullied, and it stunted their growth. You know, some of you, you you guys weren't made to take care of your siblings when, when you were growing up. Some of you, um, you didn't have to be the mom or be the dad, but when you went to school, you caught heck. And that's what did it. Number 12, you'll notice that an emotionally immature person doesn't like to watch movies about tragedy or anything sad or anything that teaches life lessons. They don't like, they, most of the time they won't be here. They won't be LeBeau's life lessons. And it lets you know how many people are emotionally immature out here. Because what is popular on the platforms today? What's, what's popular Foolishness, that's what goes viral. Foolishness goes viral because most people are immature and they love amusement, okay? They love amusement. So the types of movies they like are typically going to be childish movies, things that make them escape out of their adult reality and take them into a fantasy world, sci-fi, anime, funny movies, college Humor movies, crass movies about, you know, stupid things happening and inappropriate things. (laughs) Because it brings out of that, it brings out that childish, childlike humor they have. Someone says, I got my fat boy habits from my mother. Uh Uh-huh. I do have a YouTube. Uh Uh-huh. It's under the same... um, well, it's under Labo LLC, my business. I really needed to create a separate one. I should have never did that. Um, so you know, period pieces, anything about documentaries about you know being a better person, anything they don't like that type of stuff. Number thirteen, they think worrying about tomorrow is pointless. They think short term. Listen. My mom used to have Arrested Development, and she's passed. One of the things she always used to say was, money was made for you to spend. You can't take it to the grave. You got money, you were supposed to spend it. Okay? And so she didn't believe in saving. That's immature. And what happened? What do you think happened? Emotionally immature people may have a lot of kids, but they don't have a lot of money. They don't like to save. And then what happens when they are on the, when they're older? Their kids have to take care of them, or they, they may decide to take care of them, maybe not. Some of the people that's out here on the streets right now, they're emotionally immature, and their kids know they need help, but they're not going to help them. And they ended up on the street because they can't take care of themselves. The book I recommended was Mark Wolin's It Didn't Start With You. You go on Audible, and Audible will give you a free book to listen to for the first time. There's some stuff on YouTube. It was on YouTube free. They removed it. Um, and then also the brain that changes itself by Dr. Norman Doidge. Okay, number 14. They love to be the life of the party or the wallflower. Either way, they're, they're not in between. They like to This person is typically the person that goes in and they make a lot of noise and they're very funny and everybody laughs and jokes and they keep everybody entertained. That's the the one version of the emotionally immature person. Or they withdraw socially because they don't know how to act in adult situations. This is why a person who is emotionally immature will avoid adult types of situations like They don't want to go to business meetings, network meetings. They don't want to go to anything that has a lot of serious themes. If it's about science or church or anything like that that has to do with learning, they don't want to be a part of that because they're going to be bored. Even though it's good for them, they know this, but it's just like a kid knowing that vegetables are good for them. They're bored. They have both, yes, they have both extremes, yes. Number 15, they only like easygoing people. They like easygoing, laid-back people like them. That's who kids love to hang around. They love those people who make, you know, they don't really demand that much. They let them do them. This is why children love the laid-back, uninvolved dad. They when, when a child is young, the fun parent is always going to be the parent that the kids want to be around the most because they let them do whatever they want. And a child thinks that letting somebody do whatever they want is love, and it's not. The parent who wants to take care of them and look out for them, it's just like the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, right? The mom was seen as the person who was, you know, The wet blanket. Oh, mom, she's always ruining our fun because she wants to raise us right. Well, whereas the laid back dad, oh, he's so fun. Dad, 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 he's so fun and funny. But that's a rest that's a classic sign of arrested development. And later on, when the kids mature, they see, oh wow, mom was the one that cared about me. Dad was just being childish. He didn't care. He let me do whatever and run around and do all of this and that. He never was concerned. Because he was immature and laid back himself. So you as a kid, you thought that was good. He, he comes around to take you to movies, take you to fun stuff. Mom is like, where's your homework? Did you eat your vegetables? It's time to go to bed. And once you grow up, you realize these things. Number 16, they tend to not dislike anyone too harshly. They don't like holding grudge because they don't want to exert energy. Now, one thing I have seen that these people have in common across the board, and it's something that you will, it will, you will bang your head against the wall trying to understand why. Why when they know somebody is bad news, why do they still hang around these people? That's what children do. Children, even when the kid is bad news, bad influence, keeps getting them in trouble, what did the kid do? They keep hanging around them. Peer pressure, right? Childish adults do the very same thing. They know this person is a liar, thief, on drugs, or any kind of situation that puts them at risk. They will not set up a boundary because that's what a mature person would do. They will not set up a boundary. They will not cut that person off. They will let them continually have access because they don't realize that this person is a real danger to them. So they end up in relationships with opposite sex and friendship relationships with people who are no good. No good. Oh, that's been my friend for a long time. Oh, I know him my whole life. And this person is bad news, and they keep answering the phone. They keep inviting them over. They won't kick them out. They won't break up with them. And what are you going to do? And you keep saying, I don't know why you keep hanging out with that guy. He's he's bad news. They're not going to listen. They're not going to listen until it actually happens. When the worst happens, that's when they'll listen. Number 17. They hate philosophy. They hate science. They dismiss experts. They don't like that type of stuff. They don't like anything that has to do with self-help because they're like, who are you? How are you going to tell me? That's the type of people that hate me. Who are you? What are your qualifications? What makes you qualified? I don't tell them anything. Oh yes, I'm I'm unqualified. Do not listen to me. That's my best revenge. Don't listen to me. Don't. I don't I don't want you to change at all. You try to intervene. You love them. So you try to intervene and you try to say, Hey, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I see this happening and I see that it's not gonna go well. I'm just trying to help you out because I care. This is what I found out. I looked this up, and and I found this in this book. Or on Google, it says this. If you keep doing this or that, this is what's going to happen. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I mean, you just Google that. You can't believe everything. Who is that guy anyway? Someone said... I found myself very emotionally immature, but I'm really into self-help and improvement. Good, you're rare. Someone also said, many people don't have the strength to go it alone. Others think it won't happen to them. Mhm. Someone said they also hate criticism. Yes, they do. So you see that they are gaining weight and they're you know getting really sick. They're not going to want you to tell them about it. When you look on the, um, I'm going to tell you really fast, uh, Joshua. When you look on um, 600-pound life, what do you find? A lot of immature people that you can't tell anything. They don't want to hear it. That's why they're in that situation. Today, our topic is Peter Pan syndrome or arrested emotional development. We're talking about people who have never grown up why they are the way that they are, what are the signs and how to deal with it. And this is under my red flag series because this is a red flag, and I'm t- I'll say it again. Not, this does not make them bad, but you need to be aware of what you're getting into when you deal with somebody like this. Number 18, they live for enjoyment. It's all about having fun, YOLO, you have one life, Life is too short. I want to have fun. So they're not concerned about things that seem to be important. It's just pleasure, 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 pleasure. I don't want to be bored. Hate being bored. Don't want to read books. It's boring. Or they only read books about amusing things. Number 19. He is usually a good provider and usually a good citizen usually a good family man, okay? So this is a person that, this is a person that is going to provide. They're going to be there. <laughs> they're going to be there for you. But they're not going to be there. And what I mean for that by that is, this is not the person who jumps in and out of relationships willy-nilly. They're going to stay. Because again, They don't like arguments and they don't like holding grudges. They don't like getting angry. But they're not going to be as helpful to you because they're childish. Mm Mm-hmm. Oops. Let me me tighten this up. Oh, I can't. I'm going to have to tell them about that later. Okay. All right. So... This person is going to be the family person, but they're not going to be that helpful with the kids, especially. They're not going to be responsible with the money, especially. So these are things that you're going to have to deal with yourself, primarily. You're not going to be able to rely on them for certain things. Number 20, they're not interested in advocating for a cause because it takes too much energy. They're not really passionate about anything. Someone said, interesting, I think it's an inability to think beyond a moment, lack of maturity. Right, it is an inability. And I wanna stress that, glad you called that out. It's not that they don't care, it's that they can't. They don't don't have the same neural maps as you do. They can know that it's right, but if they don't have the same neural map, they can't think in that level yet. It takes a lot of time. It may take more time than you are willing to waste. Okay? Cause kids grow up. You need somebody to also be a parent, or else you're parenting alone. Um, they they usually don't advocate for a cause. Like, you know, they may be upset about something like, you know, racism or you know, injustices and different things they see, but they're not really gonna get behind it. They may give to it financially, they may send some money, which is fine, but they're not gonna be in the streets parading, they're not gonna be getting on social media because that's not about pleasure. It's not about pleasure, so it's not something they're gonna be into. Um, And also, you may have a very, very hard time trying to get that person to make goals. Make goals or have any type of passion or any type of career. Now, there are people who are emotionally immature and they are managers and supervisors. But if, you know, when it comes to college, not really into that. Anything that's gonna take a long time, they're not really into. Okay. Number number 21. They usually aren't successful because they hate hard labor. They're so easygoing. It works against them. Easygoing to a fault. So easygoing that they don't want to do anything that's too hard mentally or physically. So, with that being said, again, this is somebody you're going to have to keep pushing. Somebody that's going to be on your couch for a while. Somebody that's not going to try to get a promotion. Somebody that's not going to try to move up. They're not going to try to go back to school. They're not going to try to do anything that's hard work or seems like a waste of time. Because why are they going to go and do that when they could just go get any other job and just make some money to pay the bills right now? That's how they think. Yes, you know, it takes somebody who is somebody's comment about pursuing things beyond simple, right? It takes someone who is emotionally mature to see the value of spiritual growth, to see the value of enlightenment, all of those things. And let me tell you something as a side note, moms and dads. If you see your child being like this, you, s- you start seeing the signs. In those teenage years, especially in the late teenage years, that they're going to grow up to be a man-child or they're never growing up. They're staying childish like they can't think about the future. and all. You better start acting now. While you have the chance, start acting. Last thing you want to do is have an emotionally immature son out there. Getting people pregnant and trying to adult they're going to try to do it the easy way and we know what happens when young men try to adult the easy way somebody said you've made me realize that I'm actually maturing in life and that is good and that that's also good too if you look you could take you could look at this and say wow i've been giving myself a hard time but i'm actually maturing and that's great. Um, Number 22, most people like them because they're easygoing and they love to joke. This is going to be the person who's the favorite at work because they like joking around. Again, they don't hold grudges. They love being everybody's friend, but let me tell you something about that. Now it's time for me to get super serious. When you have a person who is well-loved in the workplace, I'm shaking my head because you know most affairs happen in the workplace, right? Usually the person, if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat at work. When you're a person who's the most loved at the workplace, you feed off of that. See, emotionally immature people, they don't see how things can go badly for them. They don't see how innocently talking to co-workers on the side is going to turn into something. So they're enjoying being the life of the party at work. They love being the person that everybody looks to for entertainment. So they feed into that. And sometimes it can lead to affairs because they keep making them cells available to co-workers emotionally do you get what I mean they're the person everybody likes to talk to and go to because they're so easygoing and they can really listen and they you know it's one of the reasons why you like them they're so easygoing they always listen and then they go on the job and they're that same person and they love it that everybody loves them That might be mistaken for, "Mm, I maybe need to see what this is about. Maybe I'm feeling something. Mm, This person likes me. Just something to think about. I'm not trying to make y'all paranoid. Number 23. Gets people to do their work for them and at home usually doesn't take care of themselves or the children equally they are very spoiled. They try to get their significant other to do all of the chores, help with the kids, blah, 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 anything that has to do with physical labor. Remember, they don't like getting up moving. So instead of going to grab the little kids that's uh, wreaking havoc in the living room, mom's over in the corner, she's trying to study. Dad's sitting on the couch watching football. Kids hollering in the room. He sees them hollering. He hears them hollering. He's not going to say anything. She's going to say, can you do something, please? I'm trying to study. And he's going to say, y'all sit down in there. Because he's not getting up off that couch. He's not getting up off that couch. You see what I mean? He don't want to get up. And that's how it is every day. Anytime it has to do with dealing with the kids and having to pick up after them and stuff like that, they don't want to do that. Again, it may not be misogyny. It may not be because they think you should be doing it. They just don't feel like doing it. And they're not going to do it unless you ask them or beg them or tell them ten times. Someone says, do you equate attention to love? Somebody said, get out of my head. Um, somebody said, weaponized incompetence and with cleaning up after themselves. Uh-huh. This is a person, again, like I said, they're gonna be another child to you. So what that means is like you're gonna be the one having to tell them about their health. You're going to be the one to tell them, hey, you need to go take a bath. Oh my gosh. Why aren't you taking care of your teeth? You know, you have another cavity. Or um, your clothes are ripped. They have holes in them. Why don't you go buy some more? Or can you pick up your clothes off the floor? They're everywhere. Or you keep leaving your shoes in the middle of the floor. It's going to be incessant. They're not going to take care of themselves. They're going to drink a lot, or they're going to eat a lot. Or they're going to smoke a lot. They're going to do something that is sa- sabotaging to their body because it feels good. They know that eventually you're going to have to deal with them going in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital. But see, that's then and not now. Okay? Um, and uh, what is it? Anaya? I want to answer your question, but I I need a little bit more context if you can rephrase it because I don't I don't understand the question. Okay. Number 24. They often make manager and they are well like. Okay? The best job for this type of person is manager and supervisor. <sighs> Sometimes it's not because they don't like to get into it with people, so they have a hard time with delegating and directing people and if they're afraid of people getting mad at them they're not going to tell them the truth but the reason why they make good managers and supervisors is because they like telling other people to do stuff in terms of do getting work done because they don't want to do it themselves it's not necessarily that they like to boss people around it's just that they don't they don't like having to be the run. Have to run around all the time. Again, they don't like that physical. La- that activity is too much. It's too much. So they rather be the manager, so they can say, "Go and take out the trash." Oops. <laughs> go and take out the trash. Go, go, uh, go and pick this up, or go and clean this up. And then they sit down, and you know, most of the time, the manager and the, and the supervisor tend to be overweight, and that's why they don't like activity. Someone says, "What about men who just watch your Insta story, then ask your location, info to make conversation?" Um, I don't know if that's necessarily on topic, but to me, they sound immature. Someone else asks, "Do persons who are emotionally immature oh, no, I'm sorry do persons who are emotionally mature equate attention to love?" Yes. Yes, they do. They do, they do, they do. Very good call out. Attention to love. Somebody said, I became the manager so I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. See? Um. <laughs> someone says, well, no, I'm going to my comment. I mean, uh, my note. Um, number 25, they're usually calm and content. They're ease-minded. Um." They're, intent, they're content as long as they're being fed. Now, I'm not saying that as a joke, but what I mean is if, you, if you're if you married to somebody like this, as a woman, their main thing is do you cook? Can you cook? Because they're going to have a problem if you don't cook because that's, that is the way to their heart. Okay? So. Number Number 26. Doesn't like to read anything that isn't about entertainment. I said that earlier. They don't like to be bored or listen to lectures. This is the reason why college is something they don't want to do. they don't like they don't like people lecturing them. No kid likes that. Just think like a kid. What don't kids like? What do kids like? That's them okay number twenty seven they're optimistic in the midst of tragedy. They're optimistic in the midst of tragedy. You might say, well, how in the world is that a flaw? It's a flaw when you need somebody to take action and make a plan, because that's not gonna be their strong suit. They don't like making plans. They don't like thinking about the future. So when it comes to something bad happening, and you're with somebody who doesn't like to think ahead, you can't, you know how they say two is better than one? It's not when you have somebody that, the partner that you're supposed to be doing it with don't like to think ahead. You're on your own. You're on your own trying to manage the family, trying to man- manage the finances, manage the kids. You're managing a relationship. You're managing everything. It's all on you. Okay? Okay. Number 28, usually they're a yes man or yes woman who loves to make people like them. Again, it's that, atten- that attention equates to love type of thing. They just want people to like them, okay? And that will tell you why they allow a lot of trash in their life. This is why they, like a, they leave a lot of trashy people in their life. Because they don't want to make people mad. Okay. Um, they evade responsibility. They usually don't like to go the extra mile. They allow themselves to depend on others. They allow themselves. So. This is the person that's not maliciously trying to use you, but they will if you let them. This isn't the person who will maliciously and intentionally say, I'm going to use her. I'm going to use him. But they will if you allow it. Why? Because remember, they're immature. A child doesn't think, oh, Maybe I should pick up my things. Maybe I should pitch in. Maybe I should give mom a break. Hmm. Dad looks tired. Maybe I should do this myself. They don't think like that. They don't think, oh, maybe I should start pitching in more with the kids. Maybe I should start pitching in more with the bills. They don't think like that. Now, if you raise heck and say, hey, I can't do this by myself. You have to help me. They may help you in that moment, but tomorrow you're on your own again. They seem to only respond to being fussed at. You have to fuss at them to, for them to help, okay? Someone says they put everyone else above you and the relationship just for attention to be liked. Y'all are on the ball today. I know a lot of y'all are dealing with this. This is why all of your comments today seem to be spot on. This list isn't anywhere. This is the first time I'm saying this list. Um, number 30, we're almost done. Their slothful ways get under people's skin. That's one of the main ways you can tell you're with somebody immature. If, if you can, don't take anything from these 32 points, take this. If you have a person in your life that is so lazy, it irritates you to no end. They're immature. Someone asked, is it possible to grow out of this? Can I be real honest with you? I would let them grow out of it on their own. If it is possible for them to grow out of, and listen, everybody's different. Everybody has this, you know, some people are here with it, and some of them are here with it, and some of them are here with it but you don't know which one you're dealing with. You don't. It's kind of like asking, um, when will this person get over COVID? Some people get over it in a week. Some people get over it in two weeks. Some people have long COVID, right? Some people die with it. The point I'm making here is you don't know. You will never know that. But if, it, if I were you, I would not wait around because they may never get out of it. And the reason why is, please hear me when I say this. In order for someone to truly heal and get help for what they're going through, they have to see the need for it on their own. Typically, a person who is suffering with this type of symptom does not have the capability of seeing that they need help. They will go to counseling if you make them, but will they see the need for it themselves and make their own counseling appointment? Most of the time, they will not. Will they pick up a book to read about how to overcome it? Most of the time, they will not. And if you are okay with living with this, I say make your boundaries. Try to stick to them. It's not going to be fun. Oh, y'all have some good comments. Somebody said no, they can't grow out of it. Somebody says, as they get older, it gets harder. Somebody else says, I feel only if they want to, because if they were coddled, then no. Someone else says, everyone's spirit is not the same. That's right. Someone else says, it's like falling for potential. Absolutely. You keep hoping and believing and praying, and it's not working because it's a part, it's what they have to do for themselves. Someone said, yeah, it's like asking when will my child grow out of a bad habit like lying. You don't know. hmm That's right. Someone said, I see it in myself. No, it's not fun. But, you know, you're here. and a, An emotionally immature person wouldn't be here. So I'm going to say that you may be closer to overcoming a lot of those traits than you think somebody said I am 60 so no he's saying no they don't grow out of it because he has it and he's 60 and I'm gonna tell I'll tell you this my mom this runs in my family by the way my mom was like this and she died like this I was my mom's mom until she died someone says so it's only possible for them to outgrow Out of it when it's of their own will. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Someone said, Sometimes being sick of yourself is the push that an immature person needs. Yes. You can only conquer what you hate, guys. If you haven't conquered it, you don't hate it yet. Someone says, Yes, I am closer to overcoming. Thank you so much. That's what I needed to hear. Yes, you can do it. Someone says, I know exactly how that feels. Someone else says the best way to change is to let someone hit rock bottom and move on and live their life. And, and can I just say that sometimes letting them fall is what they need only because, and it doesn't work out for everybody, it's sad to say. Sometimes when people fall, they fail and they ain't getting up. They may not get up for years. And it, I don't want you to think that get, like leaving this person is you giving up on them sometimes it's what they need to actually wake up like maybe they won't figure out that they need help until that divorce happens because it's not real to them yet like you complain and you get mad but you haven't left them yet so they think it's not that bad okay number 31 we're almost done they don't really apply themselves they give up on chances for success for ease they trade success for ease trading success for ease so if you're the type of person who wants to be with someone who wants to be if you if you're the type of person who wants a life term lifelong partner who is interested in evolving and succeeding together, this is not going to be the person you can build an empire with. They might be great in so many other ways, all right? But they're not going to be the empire-building person. They may support you. They may cheer you on, but they're not going to do it. It's too much energy. And finally, the last point of the day is They hate hearing problems. They'd rather you tell someone else. And this is one of the biggest things, guys. One of the biggest things is life is hard. And when you are married and you have kids, it gets real real, um, challenging at points. In any case, even if you don't have kids, you still have life. You have ups and downs of jobs. You have sickness, disease, injuries. You may have deaths in the family. When these things occur, you want the person that you have found as your companion to be emotionally supportive. Now, they're not supposed to take the, the place of real help, and personally, I don't believe that they're supposed to take the place of God. They're not the person that's supposed to take place of your prayer life or seeing a professional if you need it but they are supposed to be able to be mature enough to emotionally support you in some way and the problem with this type of person the biggest problem i find is that when you go through things they don't have the emotional intelligence foresight and knowledge to pour back into you, to help you to build back up to where you need to go. Like, they're not the person you go to for advice that's serious. Not serious advice, you know. You can vent to them about your day or whatever, but when you have a real crisis, you won't find your help in them. And it's like, it's so isolating. And it's so... uh, Because you think, this is my spouse, You're supposed to be there for me. This is why I married you, so that we can lean on each other when we need to. But every time something bad happens, I'm left hanging like I'm single. And many times you feel like you are a single parent in the marriage because you're handling everything. So you may as well be single because it feels like they're dragging you behind. They're not helpful. They actually become a weight on you many times then they don't wanna change. They don't wanna read a book or get any type of help. So if you're determined to be with somebody like this, I say buckle up, because you're gonna go on a wild ride. Now next time we're gonna talk about high-strung people. We're gonna talk about the type of person who's the opposite of this person and their pros and cons, and we're gonna go through the same types of things. Um, I'm sorry that I don't have a lot of helpful, actionable solutions except for you need to make some decisions about where you're trying to go because the the big thing here is asking yourself, okay, if this person is emotionally immature, are we ever going to align? Like, is there ever going to be a point where we both are on the same page? Probably not because you're going to keep going forward You're going to keep growing and evolving, trying to get better, and they're going to stay the same. Are you okay with that? And here's a question I like to ask ask people who think they're ready to get married. If they never, ever change, would you still want to marry them? Just as they are. Would you still marry them? Or are you thinking it's going to get better in the future, or they might do this, or they could do that, or I see potential? Because real, really, um, that ring, that cute little pretty ring you have on your finger is going to be cute for two seconds once reality hits that you marry somebody who's emotionally immature And it's not going to be cute anymore. All their jokes and laughing and joking around is not going to be so funny anymore. Because all that stuff was cute until you started to go through the realities of life. Now, you wish they would shut up with the jokes and actually help you to make a plan. All right. And um, someone says, we are great procrastinators. He's talking about... That type of person, mm-hmm. Somebody said, um, maybe 85% of relationships and marriages and couples I've seen, my whole life is one-sided, mm-hmm. Someone said, my wife did, but my weakness is her strength, hmm and you can choose to look at it that way, too. You may say, well, this person has... Nobody's going to be perfect. Everybody has their baggage. You know, they're emotionally immature, but I'll try to be the strong one. i say this to you. If, if you want to be the strong one, you can. But guess what? Even the strong one needs to be poured into. Even the strong one needs help. And guess what happens when the strong one goes down? Everything goes down. If you snapped... You are the strong person, and you snapped today or tomorrow. Where's your family going to be? And this person is going to let you snap. They're going to let you snap because they're not going to see the signs that you are overburdened, you're overwhelmed, you're tired, you're about to lose your mind, and they're looking, but they don't see anything. So when you finally go off the rails... They're going to be completely blindsided. And who's going to bring you back? It's not going to be them. They don't have the tools to do so. So thank you guys for hanging on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, somebody says, usually with women being in their masculine and men being in their feminine. Yes, this is going to go on YouTube. And... Follow me. If you go to my website, LeBeau's Life Lessons, you'll see all of these shows. um, And also, again, you can find it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere there's podcasts, you'll find this show. All right. You guys, you can change if you really want to. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.